FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 418 of the podcast that goes snicked, snicked. I'm your host, Jason Venable, and um, this is it, the, uh, it's coming out, <laughs> hopefully very soon in 2021, but this is the, uh, the 2020 Snacked episode. Uh, put those things away, goodbye and good riddance to a, a pretty rough and tough year for a lot of people. I mean, I know, I don't want to get into the compare game, that's not a good game to play. I know lots of people had it rougher than me, some people had it better than me, and that is fine, but I think we can all agree uh, it's a year where we had to look really hard to find a lot of positive things for a lot of us. So hopefully you were able to do that somewhat, but nonetheless, we're going to put that baby to bed um, and hope that 2021 has some some brighter lights ahead. So we do have a few comics to wrap up. I do apologize. Um, You've probably noticed the feed's a little light in December. I've not been swinging that tent content, that is, the way I should be. Um, so I apologize for that. You know, uh, December has been <laughs> a particularly interesting month health-wise. I've had a sinus infection and a cold that just won't quit. Uh, I've been tested for COVID and, thank goodness, tested negative both times, but have done that. Thing twice and uh, hopefully won't have to do it anymore <laughs> it's not quite as bad of a test as people made it out to be but it still was not pleasant um, so hopefully I'm, I'm done with that and anyway just being being under the weather not having the, uh, the healing factor that Wolverine has that I often talk about myself um, you know I've had had some trouble bouncing back I've had to reschedule some some group podcast um, you know, including uh, the second part of Executioner's Song with the Excaliburos and Grant from the Cable Guide. And then also our typical Dawn of X coverage has uh, been bumped a couple of times as well. So I apologize both to my very, very patient podcasting friends and enemies. And then also apologize to you, the listeners, uh, for just not being very reliable. And, and the month is supposed to bring us all joy and cheer. I was... Mostly miserable. <laughs> but do not feel pity for me. Do not feel sorry for me. Um, I'm doing just fine. And most importantly, my wife and my boys are doing just fine. And have, have come out of this most, mostly unscathed. Denise has fallen under the weather a little bit just the last week. But for the most part, they've, uh, they've had a very good month. So that's okay. That's a trade-off I'm willing to make. Um, but anyway, we do have some comics to talk about. Um, so, like I said, the Dawn of X stuff, I know we're behind on. We will catch up with that as soon as I can get something together with the Excaliburus and, and not running a fever. <laughs> if I can get, get those two schedules to align, we'll get that recorded. We do have a couple of other things. I wanted to talk about Wolverine 350, uh, the last issue of 2020. Uh, actually, Wolverine 8, but Legacy 350. Uh, we get another installment of Wolverine Black, White, and Blood. And we kick off a new story in Avengers about the Phoenix. And then we'll catch up briefly with uh, King and Black. And then also at the end, if you want to stay tuned, uh, if you normally 
listen in and out. You may want to stick around. We will do our 2020 Wolvie Award nominations after we talk about our comics. So, with that said, here we go. Wolverine number 8, which is also Wolverine number 350, has a couple of stories. The first one is by... Where'd all that stuff go? So... Um... Uh, both both parts written by Benjamin Percy. We have a prologue uh, with art by Adam Kubert and colors by Antonio Fabella. And then we have the main story uh, with art by Victor Bogdanovich, colors by Matthew Wilson. Um, letters on both parts are by VCs Corey Pettit. Woo-hoo. And then design, of course, is by Tom Mueller. Uh, the main cover is by Kubert uh, and Frank Martin. And it's pretty cool. We have a close-up of Wolverine facing off with Maverick. Um, it really is a pretty nice cover. The only thing is uh, the Maverick's mask, which I guess this is, is co- prone to his costume design. But it looks like his nose is missing. <laughs> like it's so flat and so set to his eyes. And the fore- you know, like there's no forehead slope with the hair, so it just looks like he has no nose. But um, other than that, pretty great cover. Um, we have Wolverine, Maverick has his gun to Wolverine's face, and Wolverine has his claws in Maverick's face. Two claws on either side, and the third one cutting into his chin. Um, so yeah, pretty good cover. So our first part, uh, War Stories, is um, Wolverine revisiting. Yeah, I said those backwards. It says the prologue is by Kubert, but I think actually, no, sorry, I just read it wrong. Anyway, yeah, the first part, the prologue is by Bogdanovich and Wilson, and the, the main story is by Kubert and Favela. But in our prologue, we have Wolverine visiting uh, Jeff Bannister, the CIA agent. Remember, he gave him a little planted a gate, so he grew a gate in his yard to Krakoa, and Wolverine comes and has a beer with him, and they, you know, they want to exchange information, but they also exchange war stories, Wolverine bites some bottle cap off with his teeth, because he's Wolverine, so they have some brews and talk about stories, uh, Bannister talks about his time uh, in the Middle East, and says, you know, how that kind of first got him disillusioned with his, uh, overzealous patriotism and just following orders because they uh, attacked a convoy that was supposed to, they were told were terrorist, but they were actually um, a UN ambassadors, uh, American ambassadors to try to uh, meet for peace talks. And, you know, the country did not want there to be peace right at that moment, and so they instructed their troops to, uh, to take care of them. And Wolverine says, why are you still working for the government? And he goes, well, I want to want to try to change it from the inside, is what he talks about. So, you know, a noble, if not possibly futile quest, but at least it gives us a nice character in the banister. Um, and then Wolverine just talks about lots of different times that, you know, he was on the, the giving end of death. And then he tells a story about Team X, which in this case the team comprised of Maverick and Sabretooth um, and how they blew up a big oil rig and with mass casualties and um, you know, this time Wolverine pops his, his bottle, his beer at the Snicked 
And then we see someone, so Bannister tells Wolverine about the X-Desk, and how they're monitoring the mutants and Krakoa and stuff, but then we see a drone, and I don't know for sure this is the X-Desk, but we see an agent uh, monitoring this very conversation. Um, I think it is the X-Desk, because he talks about how the mutants are in the crosshairs, and the the unseen agent says, and so are you now, Agent Bannister. So... Yeah, definitely. The, we're, we've seen a lot of uh, text pieces referencing the S X desk, and now we're we're getting a, a visual into who they might be and what they're doing. So that's definitely interesting. So now to our main story. There's a, a, a secret base in Utah, and a black ops team is raiding it. And uh, very violently, they they jump in, they get some stuff, uh, and lots of pages, really nice action pages by Kubert, um, and going through there, and finally they get to a, a safe and some crates, and the guy pulls out some Team X Logan dog tags, and says, finally! Alright, then we go back to Krakoa, and we have Omega Red coming out of his cave, and there's he smells some blood, he gets a flower, he eats it, he follows the trail, sees an animal with uh, some claw marks in him, and he's gonna go eat it when he snaps a twig, and that's a trap. There's a Krakoa vine trap. And then we see uh, Gabby, yay! Though unfortunately still going by Scout. I really wish somebody would fix that and refer back to Honey Badger, but whatever. Maybe there's a, a pro football copyright infringement they can't deal with. I don't know. But um, anyway, Scout, or as I will probably just say Gabby, and gets a double snick without the T's. But she only has one claw, so that's cool. Um, she cuts a piece of Omega Red's head, and uh, Omega Red grabs her with the, with his coils. Then Dawkins shows up. He charges in. He goes after Omega Red. They fight some more. Then Wolverine comes up with a double snicked, and they're going to fight some more. And basically, they, they're trying to interrogate Omega Red. And Omega Red says, you know, I don't know what what you're doing. You're the one that hurts mutants. And whatever you think you saw, you didn't. And whatever you think you know, you don't. And um, maybe you don't have any doubt in your heart what you do in your head. You're testing me, but I got nothing. And Wolverine's like, fine, we'll talk later. We get a triple snacked from Wolverine, uh, Gabby, and Dawkins um, all at one time. And then, um, yeah, it basically says, all right, Omega Red, you win this round. But remember, you're not the only one who can spring a trap. And so, um, then we find out that uh, Beast has this Krakoan technology called the Singing Stones. And basically it's stuff that he can send out in the world and that it spies on Krakoa. And so he's sent, we get examples of all these places he has them. Um, then we go to the point, which is X-Force's new kind of... Uh, they call it the, uh, the CSI version of the Danger Room. And they recreate some... Recreate some some crime scenes. Uh, the Shadow Room is what it's going to be called. Um, and we see there uh, her and Sage. Oh, what are they doing? Um, they're looking at the scene of this base in Utah. And basically, the people are stealing, these the team of mercenaries are stealing um, mutant paraphernalia. Because there's a big black market for it right now after Krakoa. 
and they realize they get some DNA, some blood that the mark they're looking for is a mutant, and there's some T-Mex stuff that's been um, going on, and Sage says, besides you, there are only two other mutants who have, might have an interest left in T-Mex. One of them, Creed, is dot 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 accounted for, of course he's in the, the pit, the void, whatever you want to call it, and the other is missing Maverick. And so they want Wolverine to hunt Maverick down. And so they give a last location in L.A. And that's where Wolverine goes to find him. They, they, they're breaking into Dazzler's house. And Dazzler has some, like, sonic light guard dogs, which is kind of a cool touch. And we get a really nice snicked, um, this visual snicked of the claws and a nice cartoon snicked. Um... As Wolverine comes in and says, "Give me, give me a Maverick," and he interrogates the guy, um, and he wants he's about to get maybe a location or some information, but the guy gets shot through the head with a sniper rifle. And Wolverine looks up, the sniper is gone. So then uh, Wolverine goes back to the point and gets on his nice white suit and is sent to Madripoor to to participate in an auction for mutant stuff. And he goes, of course, as Patch. is a very exclusive auction. And he goes in, and that's what he's going to do to be continued. So, overall, a pretty fun issue. The art in both sections is really good. Um, I like kind of the personal touch of the story with Bannister. And then uh, the idea of the the, the shadow room is, is pretty cool. Um, reintroducing Maverick into the story. Yeah, it could be fun. And then, of course, uh, Patch is back uh, in Madripoor doing patchy stuff. Um, I think all around, I would give this a very solid four out of six claws. Um, you know, almost in that five area for me. Uh, really kind of see where it all goes. A very, very solid four out of six claws. That's Wolverine 8 slash 350. Um, definitely taking some some hints from the past to connect to the future. So not bad for an anniversary issue. Um, Alright, next up is Wolverine Black, White, and Blood number 2. Uh, with a cover by Salvador LaRocca, which is pretty nice. So Wolverine uh, on top of some bodies with some blood. He's got bullet holes and arrows and... Of course, blood on his claws, looking pretty menacing. It's a pretty nice cover, I think. Um, so we have Unfinished Business, which is written by Vita Ayala, I think is how you say that. Uh, Greg Land is the artist. Jay, shh, listen, is the inker. Frank DMR to the colorist. We have Seeing Red by Saladin Ahmed is the writer, and Kev Walker is the artist. And then Do We Die Today by Chris Claremont and Salvador LaRocca. So in the first one, Unfinished Business, um, we have Wolverine at some point in this history uh, going into the Canadian wilderness, sorry, going into the Oregon wilderness. Uh, Professor X is sitting him after a doctor who is trying to suppress the X gene, of course. Um, and he finds, runs across Sabretooth. And by the way, Greg Land, I know he gets some shit sometimes. His Sabretooth always looks great. And in black and white, he looks pretty good. Um, sorry, black, white, and blood. He looks pretty good. Um, so anyway, they fight. Uh, Sabretooth 
taunts him and heckles him and they fight some more in the snow so it's, it's snow and blood and, and claws and and arrogance <laughs> um, and basically Sabretooth says you know Wolverine confronts Sabretooth about why you why are you helping this guy? Uh, the people are trying to get his his research and going to use it against our own kind. And Sabretooth says, my own kind is me. <laughs> Basically. More, more or less. Um, and yeah, so they find some more. And then we find out the doctor is still alive. And Wolverine, Sabretooth gives them the choice. You can fight me some more or go save him because he's about done. And of course, Wolverine makes the choice to try to go save the doctor. Um, takes him to the hospital. And the guy says, thank you. And Wolverine's like, I didn't do it for you. And walks out. That's pretty good. Um, seeing Red, love seeing Kevin Walker draw some Wolverine. Um, I'm not, that I remember seeing like modern, you know, because Kevin Walker has been around for a while. But he's definitely taken on a really cool style or evolution in the last couple of years. So fun to see his Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine basically gets poisoned in a restaurant and wakes up in Arcade Land. And Arcade looks really cool because his hair and bow tie polka dots are the only things in red. So he's got like a waft of hair, his eyebrows, and his bow tie. Um, and his name is also in red. Um, so that's pretty cool. And basically the, the contest is Wolverine has to climb up the stairs of death to rescue the guy at the restaurant that betrayed him. So he's like, okay, fine. And so he goes and does it, and he kills a couple of robots. But Arcade's like, oh, oh, no, wait, I forgot to tell you, there's a danger meter that's going to duff a vat of molten metal on this guy. And every time you kill a robot, it gets closer, and there's a really cool, like, skull at the bottom with a red, like, video game slide that, like, slides up as he knocks robots out. So Wolverine's like, oh, damn. <laughs> I got it. So he gets to the top. Without, you know, he bypasses some robots and runs around them. But then he accidentally hits one and it's gonna push the thing over the edge. But Wolverine jumps real fast and pushes the cage out and takes the brunt of the molten level as the cage falls on him and melts his legs. Um, he cuts the guy free. Uh, Arcade is like, oh, whoops, bye. Um, as Wolverine jumps into the control room with a nice snicked and stabs Arcade, but of course it's just a robot. But he rescues the the restaurant guy and says, I only did it because he threatened my family. Wolverine's like, it's cool, bro. Um, <laughs> that's the end. Uh, and then uh, the last story uh, is back. At some point in the past, we have Patch and Shadow Cat and Madripoor blowing off some steam, and they run into someone who has taken over Tiger Tiger and is trying to basically squelch her soul. And there's these three mutants. They've turned off mutant powers as like a dampener so Kitty can't phase, which does not bode well for her, but she can still fight. She's still a ninja. Wolverine, of course, cannot heal, but he still has his claws, so his fists are all bloody and not from his own blood, or from his own blood as much this time as other blood. Um, they finally kind of get through and they, they kill the guy who was dampening the powers so Kitty can now phase Wolverine can now heal we get a pretty cool snack because the guy's like you're nothing but claws and Huey Factor he's like what a vet we get a snack and there's a nice scene of hand to hand and he lets that go on for a little bit but then he punches a guy and with a snicked uh, stabs him through the brain 
Um, and so they rescue Tiger Tiger, and they go back and have a meal and some drinks. And that's that. Um, they're all pretty light. No, not light. They're all gory. And this is a gory book. And it advertises as, I mean, it's black, white, and blood, for goodness sake. Um, but the stories are all fine, and they're different little kind of scenes, um, just little scenarios. They're fun. Um... I don't get the whole thing as a whole. Like, it's a sturdy three out of six clause. <laughs> Alright. Well, next up, we have Avengers number 40, Enter the Phoenix, part one. And that title's on purpose. FYI. So, um, where are the credits for this bad boy? So we have Sweep Now in the Fire. Uh, nice Rage Against the Machine reference there. Uh, by Jason Aaron and Javier Garone. Uh, colors by David Curiel. Letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Woo-hoo. And the cover is by Leno Francis Yu and Marte Gracia. And the cover is different Avengers with the Phoenix in the background. And they're all in their own Phoenix suits. Which is Black Panther, Captain America, Wolverine, Namor, Someone, and She-Hulk. I don't know who that person in the back is. Huh. They have a headband. Anyway, might be Iron Fist or Moon. I don't know who it is, honestly. Who are the Avengers at this time? <laughs> anyway, so Enter the Phoenix. You know, the Phoenix came in at the end of the last kind of couple of stories uh, at the Age of Khonshu. The Phoenix helped Moon Knight defeat Khonshu and is resting on Earth. And is going to choose a new champion, but just like Ten of Swords, it's going to have a tournament, which she you know, Enter the Phoenix immediately made, makes you think of Enter the Dragon, which was like a Kung Fu tournament, right? Bruce Lee movie. Um, so Enter the Phoenix is literally the Phoenix is going to pick some hosts to let them duke it out to see who the new Phoenix host is going to be. So these combatants will fight each other. So first we see Doctor Doom has a Phoenix power, and he's going to fight Captain America. Captain America's like, I don't really know if I want this. It may compromise me, but I can't let Doom have it. So he beats Doom and takes it. I will say, his suit looks kind of cool. Uh, his, his flaming is a is replaced by a flaming phoenix on the cow. That looks interesting. If you remember AVX, where all the mutants got these new phoenix suits of like the gold and red variety, that's kind of what we're going for here. That's our motif. So Black Panther tries to hook up to the Celestial and talk to the phoenix. Um, but the phoenix is like, eh. And then Namor shows up and pulls the plug on his talking machine and says, the phoenix will be mine. And he has his whole, like, Atlantis uh, special guard. And then Wolverine shows up and cuts Namor, which is pretty great. Um, and it looks really cool, right? Uh, Garon's Wolverine looks nice. And then we, and that was in the past. Then so we go back to now, Captain America has taken the phoenix from Doctor Doom uh, then we go back to then, and we see our Avengers fighting Namor's squad. Wolverine puts Namor in a headlock. Um, and basically, Captain America's like, what are you doing here? Do we have a problem with Krakoa? He's like, not yet. We're not looking for a war, but uh, we're keeping our eye on the Phoenix. I'm just kind of here checking things out, and then saw Namor causing trouble. Um, so for now, we're allies. And then the Phoenix, like, makes its people disappear that it wants and it flies off. 
and that's where we see, you know, who our different champions are going to be. Um, and it, it looks like uh, it's going to be Captain America, Black Panther, Namor, Wolverine, She-Hulk, and I still don't see... Oh, wait. Shang-Chi, I bet, was the headband on the front. He doesn't have a headband here. Uh, so Some other people we see are Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, um, Shannon the She-Devil, Jane Foster Valkyrie, Luke Cage, uh, Night Hawk, I think, uh, Echo, is that the girl from Daredevil with the handprint on her face? Uh, Black Knight, Man-Thing, Shang-Chi, the Eyeball Guy? That one seems weird. Um, someone who I don't actually know in a blue suit with a white undershirt and red gloves. Not sure who that is. Uh, Howard the Duck and Hyperion. And that's going to be our, our chief contestants. Oh, wait. I think the uh, uh, Peggy Carter. I forget what her, her na red ninja name is. Her red, red person. But she's in there as well, I think. That's who that is. Um, so some interesting contestants. I really hope either Devil Dinosaur or Zabu, the saber-toothed cat, get it. But I'm... You know, you wouldn't, there's an argument to be made that the winner will be Wolverine because we've already seen the future that Jason Aaron is looking towards in his old man Thor stories where Wolverine is the phoenix of the future. But that doesn't mean he has to get it now and it may also be too obvious. Um, the other reason I'm not sure it'll be Wolverine is because the X office just kind of rearranged some plans um, for Franklin Nelson because Dan Slott wanted to do something else in Fantastic Four. Now, Hickman was very polite about it and saying, hey, it's his character, really. We were using him, but it's really a Fantastic Four character, so Slott can do what he wants. And, you know, for the most part, I agree. Um, I kind of wish he was still a mutant. But I get it, right? It's, he's a Fantastic Four franchise character. Uh, Slot should be able to write what he wants as long as, you know, Marvel at large is okay with it. Um, whether it's my preference or not, doesn't really matter. Uh, but that said, Wolverine is an X-Men character. And so while they may be willing to concede or change plans for Dawn of X around a Fantastic Four character, I don't think they will for Wolverine. So the only way I see Wolverine getting the Phoenix Force at the end of this story now is if it's already in Benjamin Percy's plans over in the X-Books, specifically on the Wolverine and or X-Force titles. Because I feel like he definitely has plans he's doing over there, and I don't think that those will get overridden for Jason Aaron's Avengers story. I could be wrong. Or Percy could have something he wants to do with the Phoenix. Or they may just say, screw it, here's the Phoenix story with Wolverine, and it'll take place outside of what's going on in Donovex. Any of that can happen, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe that because it's so obvious and because Wolverine has so much other stuff going on, then it's going to land somewhere else. Obviously, Captain America had it in this issue. I don't think that'll last. Plus, he kind of comes back without it to the last scene. Um... So I, I joke, I think it'd be cool to see Devil Dinosaur or Zabu end up with it. I think some of the more interesting, more realistic 
possibilities would be Black Panther, um, Valkyrie, with the Phoenix Force could be interesting, um, Shang-Chi could be interesting. We've already kind of seen Namor do his thing with it, um, Black Knight, there's some potential there, but, yeah, I don't know, I guess we'll see, we'll see what happens, because part two will be out soon. So, uh, I'm going to give... Uh, I really like the art. I think Garone and Curiel are a really nice uh, couple, <laughs> couple combination. Um, so, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, the story. It was fine. The writing was fine. I don't know how I feel about another tournament right after Ten of Swords. Plus, the Phoenix has also been pretty particular about who their host is. So it seems kind of weird that they're like, oh, you guys fight it out. Here, let's see who wins. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say three out of six claws. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we have King in Black. That'll be where we end the episode, and then we'll do our uh, Wolfie Award nominations for 2020. So, the, the next thing where Wolverine shows up in one panel is uh, Venom number 31, uh, written by Donnie Cates, uh, art by Yvonne Coelho, colors by Jesus Arbatov, letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. Uh, Coelho and Frank Martin do the cover, and it is the aforementioned King in Black uh, stripping the Venom suit off of a kneeling Eddie Brock. It's a fine cover. This kind of goes with uh, the end of King of Black Part 1. Uh, we have some guy who I'm sure is very involved in the Venom story that I haven't read. Uh, when they first discovered, like, the Carnage forehead guys, um, how he didn't think Brock was up to the task. And we basically pick up with a long fall where uh, the King of Black takes the symbiote and throws Eddie Brock off the roof. And, you know, his life flashes before his eyes and he literally sees all this stuff as he falls... Uh, our heroes continue to fight until we get our Wolverine panel, uh, him diving at a symbiote dragon. Um, get lots of panels on kind of the city. And then we see, um, um, not Evan. Jeez. I cannot think of the kid's name, and I'm having trouble finding it right now. Um,. Uh, anyway, his son, Dylan, good grief. Uh, Dylan, the son, you know, is locked in that bunker, and he sees the news where, um, the King in Black has ripped the symbiote off of Eddie and thrown him off the roof, and that, of course, bothers him to no end. Um, and we see Eddie continue to fall and lands on the hood of a car, um, it looks like he's probably going to be dead. Of course, we doubt that. Um, anyway, some nice character moments. Not as much going on in this one, really, as the first King in Black, which you would think, filling in the gaps, we would get a lot here. But um doesn't quite have the same emotional punch. Um, but the art is really nice. So I'm going to give Venom 31 3 out of 6 claws. So Wolverine is in neither of the next two chapters that I read. King of Black number two, but I'll, you know, just to keep us up to speed, because I think Wolverine will come back into the story. I won't do a full detail, but we see uh, Brock actually land on the car. Spider-Man comes to get him. 
sees a bunch of Avengers and X-Men taken over by the symbiotes. No Wolverine in that scene. Um, Spider-Man tells a human torch to go Nova. He does. Uh, he takes uh, Eddie to an Avengers hospital where Valkyrie sees the sign of death hovering over him and says he's, he's close. So Spider-Man goes to get Dylan. And there's a very emotional scene here uh, where Dylan's like, okay, I know what happened. And Spider-Man's like, I, I'm sorry. And they take uh, Dylan back. Blade argues with Professor X and Magneto, who said, we've already lost mutants to the symbiotes. We're not sending anymore. Um, that kind of sucks. Um, Namor comes in and talks about how what's going on in his book, uh, how they fought the symbiotes under the sea one time. Under the sea. Under the sea. And Iron Man, you know, has a plan again. Um, they have lots of, lots of plans. Uh, Namor's going to go under the sea and awaken the Black Guard. Uh, Blade's going to go get help from Dracula. Uh, they're going to enlist the Kingpin to enlist the supervillains to try to fight against the symbiotes. And Iron Man's going to use the uh, extremist technology to try to take over one of the dragons. And it's kind of working until it's not. But Eddie starts to go into like major mode and Dylan's like, okay, I'm going to purge the symbiote from him because um, there is a symbiote that comes in and gets Eddie. Um... And it basically says that, you know, we've taken over the dragon, we've taken over everything else. Dylan purges him, but it also flatlines his dad. And that was just like a punch in the gut. So, the King of Black story overall, I, it's weird. don't really care about the plot that much, but the emotional beats are heavy. It's just good writing. Um, and then there's a Black Cat story with a great cover by Pepe Larraz, by the way. Um... And Black Cat's in the middle of a uh, hoist when the symbiotes attack. Uh, she loses her score. She sees uh, Doctor Strange get enveloped by the void. And she says, okay, well, my new heist is going to be to kidnap and steal Doctor Strange from the King of Black. That's kind of a cool premise. It's kind of fun. Um, anyway, those are our comics. Um... Pretty solid way to end the, the month and end the year. Nothing just like spectacular, but everything was pretty good. Um, so, yeah, so let's do our, our 2020 Wolvie Award nominations. Um, I'm going to start with Best Cover. Uh, first up is the uh, cover to Wolverine number one. I'm going to use the uh, RB Silva variant cover, which is really nice. Um, just a nice classic Wolverine pose. Uh, just really clean and awesome looking. Uh, next up will be Wolverine number five by Adam Kubert, uh, which is the one of him falling out of the cloud of bats. It looks really cool. And then uh, Wolverine Black, White, and Blood number one by Adam Kubert of him and his reflection in the bloody pool of, of snow is also a great uh, cover. So, uh, best writer. I only have one real nomination here. That's Benjamin Percy for his work on Wolverine and X-Force. Wolverine has been stupendous. X-Force has gotten better. <laughs> um, 
And, oh wait, speaking of exports, I missed a cover. I forgot to put it in my notes. Um, I think it's number seven uh, by Dustin Weaver. Let me see. I have that right. Exports. Volume 6, is that right? Okay, maybe it's not. It's 14. I was way off. Uh, X-Force number 14, which is Wolverine holding the uh, Mirror Musa blade with the X-Men reflected in the blade. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, so X-Force 14 by Justin Weaver will be the other cover that I missed. Um, let me just add that to my notes real fast so I don't forget it again. Um... But yeah, um, you know, I feel like some of the uh, Tennisaur stuff uh, with Gary Dugan and then, of course, uh, Teeny Howard and Jonathan Hickman, you know, had some Wolverine scenes that were pretty good. I think maybe Dugan and Percy co-wrote some of the stuff in Marauders. That was pretty cool. But then again, even Percy was co-writing that. So I, I think I'm just going to say that I hate to only have one nomination, but I think it's got to be Benjamin Percy as best Wolverine writer. Uh, best Artist, of course, Adam Kubert from Wolverine. Uh, Victor Bogdanovich, also from Wolverine. Um, his Twitter troubles aside, you can, his art was really good. And then also uh, Josh Kassara on X-Force and Wolverine. Um, you know, it took me a little bit to come on to his art, but I've actually come to really like it. Um, especially once I saw him in some different... Just do, stretching his muscle a little bit. And thinking that he wasn't just a, I don't know, I, knowing that the colors were not helping his art on some of the early X Force stuff, I I really, I'm just going to appreciate his art a lot more. So Josh Kassara definitely gets a nomination for best Wolverine artist. Uh, best Wolverine colorist would be uh, Marte Gracia from Ten of Swords, or Matthew Wilson from Wolverine, or Frank White from Wolverine. And so those are our our colorists. Um, you know, I think normally I try to do inkers, but, man, I, I thought maybe it was just the X-Books, so I'm just noticing a really big trend of, like, all three of the artists that I mentioned ink themselves. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Um, you just don't have as many inking specialists getting, it just feels that way. I don't have, like, data. I'm just saying anecdotally. It feels like, you know, more people are inking themselves. So I don't actually have, like, a Best Inker nomination this time. Um, I can't remember if I do letters or not, but we know it's going to be Corey Bennett, so. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Best Snicked. The nominees are... The Mamum Double Snicked uh, from Wolverine Number 1 by Benjamin Percy and Adam Kubert. Then we have that awesome double snick in the snow, for, also from Wolverine number one, also by Benjamin Percy and Adam Kubert. Then we have the Think I'm Set snicked uh, in Wolverine number one, but this time by Benjamin Percy and Victor Bogdanovich. And then we have a Got That uh, by Benjamin Percy and Adam Kubert in Wolverine number three. And then uh, a Got Six Reasons snicked by Jason Aaron and Javier Garone in Avengers 37. That one's a little outlandish because I don't think anyone believes that six claws or six 
good enough reasons to defeat the Phoenix, but I like the uh, I like the balls on it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Vest snacked is uh, the interrogation is over. Snacked from Wolverine number one by Benjamin Percy and Adam Kubert. Uh, the Sirens Coming Snacked by Benjamin Percy and Victor Bogdanovich, also in Wolverine number one. Uh, and two that we talked about tonight, The Triple Snacked in Wolverine number eight by Percy and Kubert. And The Hand to Hand Snacked in uh, Wolverine Black, White, and Blood number two by Claremont and LaRocca. And those are our 2020 Wolverine Award nominations. I will try to post on that in the thread episode thread on Twitter so you can check some of the stuff out visually and I'll try to remember to do it on the Facebook page as well so if nobody else at least Pat can vote uh, so definitely if you have opinions let me know if I missed something or if you want to uh, hear here one of my nominations uh, definitely hit me up on Twitter and or Facebook and um, you know let your vote be heard so all right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, that about wore me out. Hopefully I don't sound too bad as the episode went on. Um, but, yeah, um, my energy level is about shot. <laughs> so I'm going to call it there. Um, like I said, try my best to get everything back on track podcast-wise. And we'll keep everyone updated. But um hope everyone is staying safe and well out there. And hope everyone had a good holidays and is having a good start to 2021 so uh oh yeah uh for the wolverine podcast that goes snit of course you like the facebook page twitter is that snitcast uh feel free to leave like itunes reviews if that's what you do um and show notes are at uh, snitcast.podbean.com so until next time everyone hugs and snicks bye bye and snacked